0: You're listening to Mile High Insiders with Nick Kendall and Luke Patterson. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Now, it's time to find out what's going on behind the walls of UC Health Training Center.
1: And uh, we're live. Welcome in. Welcome on. in. It is. The heat, heat is, is on. on. heat is <laughs> It's cold here, uh, but the heat is on uh, Wednesday night. Mile-high insiders for breakfast. Uh, I am Nick Kendall and joined by, as always, not on Wednesday nights, but always in some way, I guess, uh, Scott Kennedy. Scott, thank you for filling in for Luke today. How are you doing? I feel like I just saw you.
2: Yeah, but this is uh, this first day with with Broncos, so uh, we're, we're going to talk some Broncos today and and dig into the a little bit of the Tennessee Titans. We'll also talk a little bit Draymond Jones, KJ Hamler, injuries, all kinds of stuff going on. It's never... I feel like some teams are kind of boring, and there's always something going on with the Broncos. I don't know if it's more coverage or what, but there's always something going on with the Denver Broncos.
1: Yeah, even when they are you know, not in the, the positive limelight, the Broncos are still in the limelight, and everybody in the limelight in here, you guys coming in hot. We got a super chat right away of uh, before the show even started here at uh, 5.59 p.m. God bless you. Chris Chance is coming in saying, Scott and Nick, how do you guys feel about Sunday's game? Scott is still the best in the business. Don't forget Nick. I won't forget Chris Uh, Denver Broncos for life. Um, We'll talk about that game even more tomorrow morning uh, for the Broncos for breakfast. So make sure you tune in Uh, for that. I'll be wearing this hat instead, Um, but that's the only difference now, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm nervous about the game. uh, No doubt. I think the Titans have one of the best defenses in football Uh, just going over their data. They are one of the best run defenses in football And the Broncos have been horrible on first and second down this season, specifically running the football. When does the Broncos offense look the worst? When they are third and forever long uh, on top of penalties. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. Um,
2: How have the Denver Broncos responded against physical teams in the last season and a half? Teams that have lined up and wanted to to go toe-to-toe with them. How, How have the Denver Broncos responded?
1: I feel like it was more of an issue last season, but uh, you play, you haven't played that many of them this year. Yeah. The 49ers are the only ones The Broncos squeaked out a win. Um, but uh, yeah, we've been, we've been out physical and uh, the, at the line, line of scrimmage and even on the perimeter. I mean, he, the toughness is not carrying over uh, with the uh, still position guys either sometimes.
2: I just, I, I don't like the matchup we'll get into it a little bit more, but I think this is a game that, that especially at home, uh team you know, looking to play, uh, you know, look, playoff division leader, look into positive momentum. Uh, I, I, I don't like the matchup for the Denver Broncos and we'll get into why as we move forward.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Thank you so much, Chris, for coming in. Uh, good to see you. We got Dylan Von Arks in the house saying, sup Broncos country. Make sure you guys hit the like button on the way in share and subscribe. If you haven't already, Todd Ostendorf's in the house. Good to see you, Todd. Uh, we got Nugmaster224 saying, Listening since before the Bulls draft when this pod wouldn't buy a different name. Love the pod. I get ripped apart on the live chat for being skeptical about Happigat and Wilson being a good move. We're not going to rip you apart. And uh, different name. I'm not sure. Maybe it was the. We have a lot of different show names uh, on here, but uh, also comes in and saying, uh, Also got exiled when I thought uh, we should have kept Fangio. Groupthink is no joke. With that said, uh, love the podcast. And you guys uh, keep up the great service keep it up well thank you so much Nugmaster. i don't recognize the name um but you are more than welcome in here as long as you know people are respectful you can have different opinions but when it gets personal uh that's when issues uh issues arise we try to keep it pretty respectable in here yeah the way i always try to say it is prove somebody to be an idiot don't call them one yeah (laughs) yeah and a lot of times if you give them enough rope they will uh you know Mm -hmm. take that themselves um Kevin Gray coming in evening Broncos country Nick and Scott I think in the middle of the line should be better uh it'll have to be beat to beat the Titans Listen folks the Broncos interior offensive line might be better uh going forward there's a chance it looks the worst it has all season this week because number 98 on the Titans is a demigod player uh he is incredible uh Jeffrey Simmons going to be probably one of the highest paid defensive players in football here uh before too long he's on the fourth year of his contract he's one pick before Noah Fant uh and he is incredible I mean the Broncos I guess you kind of already did see it this season Quinn and Williams dominated at the point of attack in that Jets game uh but Jeffrey Simmons is even a different physical presence uh than Quinn and Williams Quinn and Williams a little more slippery uh agile where Simmons is just probably one of the strongest players in the entire uh NFL so could be a rough one uh for the interior offensive line the
2: good news is he's a little by himself in the middle of that line uh, watching them play, he is having to cover a lot. For I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name. His first name, Tear Tart, Tart is best served as a three-four nose guard that doesn't have to go more than two or three yards in any direction. He is immobile, and uh, it was I was watching him play as he's I, I don't even want to say chasing. Moving in the same direction as Patrick Mahomes and he kind of just stops, just kind of walks off as he's following him. And as the play ends, he just go keeps right on going. He's like, No, man, I, I ran past the hash marks. I need a break. So he he's he, he can be worn down. They need they need a they need a, a
1: running partner for him inside. Yeah. Absolutely. And I see Phil McLaughlin coming in over on Facebook with the angry react again. Now it's a bit. I, I appreciate it, Phil. Good to see you. Uh, we got Paul in the house. Hello, Nick and Scott. Good to see you. Mike Woodward saying Fangio uh, host the Niners after the game show here in the Bay Area. Sounds like he's going to take a gig with the Niners. Wouldn't be shocked uh, if he did. I mean, he's going to get a chance to do that. Also, it sounds like the uh, I would be shocked if D'Amico Ryans, the defensive coordinator for the 49ers, is not a head coach. Uh, at this point next season so there might be an opening there for the defensive coordinator spot uh, good we'll Alabama the- guy good Alabama guy D'Amico
2: was I think he was playing there in like the 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 dark ages before Nick uh, before Nick Saban was there and he was really good him and Patrick Willis mm-hmm. were in the SEC at the same time Yep. and there's a little bit of back and forth between you know everybody named D'Amico Ryans I named Patrick Willis as SEC player the defensive player of the year he was playing he had a he had a Club, he had his, his broken arm taped up and, and play like this. So I went with Willis, but D'Amico Ryans has been a good player, good pro, good coach, Man. smart. Uh, yes, so he may, uh, Fangio may come in and,
1: and spell him. Yeah, wouldn't be shocking. Yeah, D'Amico deserves a shout out. I mean, that 49ers defense is playing good football despite the injuries. Kathy Lund, hi, good to see him. Uh, Michaela also in here saying, Hey guys, I'm slacking on the live shows, but I'm always listening. Is that a threat? Is that, are you, are you intimidating us? No, it's good to have you in here, Michaela, Jeff noise. Hello, Nick, Scott, Dylan, all Broncos country. Good to see you in our guy, Patrick in the house. Patrick sent me the most gracious care package, uh, reinforcements of coffee that I can't even comprehend. So Patrick, I showed all my friends uh, this weekend, I'm like, Oh my God, dude, this is incredible. Uh, so thank you so much. Shout out to lion coffee uh, out there in Hawaii and pressure trying to pressure my wife, uh, to get out there sometime this winter. Cause it's kind of dreadful uh, in Seattle in the gray months. So it'd be nice to get out to Hawaii. Uh, but thank you, Scott. I meant to email you back too, but I was waiting for you to be on a show to give you the, the live thank you. Cause it was ridiculous how much coffee you sent. It's amazing. Uh, Greg Smith. Good evening, Broncos country. Good to see you. We also got Phil coming in angry react Phil. We love you saying good evening, Nick and Deacon Scott. I think the theme for this next game will be run, Russ, run go Broncos hashtag MHH for life. So this is obviously the Broncos. We're going to get into the injuries coming out here. Good news, though, for Broncos country. Russ is probably as healthy as he's been in a bit uh, since that Raiders game when he suffered the lat injury, had a hamstring injury against the Chargers there. It's happening against all the division opponents. Better watch it for that. Uh, But um, had time to work on it. Went to Cabo for a bit. I know some people gave him a hard time for that. It's the bye week. I don't know. But uh, Russ should be healthier than he's been in a bit. That might be a good thing for the Broncos. It might be just enough. Uh, to keep them in the game and if you're you know down to one possession with the last 10 minutes to go anything can happen
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast
2: Yeah, I uh I don't know how much on, on 60, almost 70 pass dropbacks, the Titans don't send a ton of pressure. Yeah, no, I think it was and, two. Yeah, they're uh you know, I think they sacked him, you know, four times on close to 70 dropbacks. They hit they hit hit him nine times. Nine times. Um so you know, they, they're going to if they're doing that with Patrick with with Patrick Mahomes. You know, do you think they're going to send a ton of pressure after the Broncos passing game or just like, go ahead and see if you can beat us? You know, we're not we're not going to get crazy. Go ahead and dare you to beat us. We're going to make sure you don't run the ball. We'll 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 rush our four. We'll keep you hand in. And if you can make the plays, we'll adjust. So I think the passing game is Going to the quick passing game and and I think you you said earlier, Nick, and now that I've I've watched the game, I see where you're coming with this. The the man beater that, that you were talking about as we as we get into the matchup. I don't think Russ is gonna run a ton. I don't think he's gonna get the opportunity.
1: Yeah, I think they're gonna be very uh contain based. Uh their the defensive line is massive. Uh they are the Broncos the edge rushers are on that two forty, six foot three kind of range where the Titans are living in the opposite end of the spectrum where they're Edge rushers are essentially uh, defensive lineman. Bud Dupree also uh, extremely physical player for them, so they kind of built a di- their defense a little differently. Uh, but it will be interesting to see uh, how this goes. If it's run, Russ, run, that means a bad thing uh, for the offensive line, in my opinion. Uh, we got Keone coming in. Oh, Garth Knight first. Sorry, you can click. Yeah, Let me hit again. Garth real quick, uh,
2: gentlemen. I think i have proven myself to
1: be an idiot. That's okay. We're all idiots. I, I'm I'm lead idiot. So.
2: Uh but I want your opinions on on taking the Titans money line as a win-win. I can't bear a Bronco loss because to me, this game is a must win. Uh, I I call that hedging. You know, you ask yourself, what would I pay? What can I afford to pay? What would I pay to have a Broncos win? Whatever that answer is, put it down. That's what I would buy. I'm going to buy this win. Okay. I lost $150. Broncos won. I paid for it. I'm happy. You start getting to like a thousand bucks, you know, whatever. You might be a multimillionaire and I'll drop 10,000 to win. I don't, I don't care. It's play money, you know, 50 bucks, 10 bucks, whatever you would pay. Ask yourself, what would I pay for a Broncos win? Bet that bet that on the Titans, because if you lose it, you're happy. You're still happy. And at least if you lose the game, you're getting paid. You're getting, you're getting some, you're getting a, a solve for it. So that's how you hedge. Um, if you go against if you go with the spread, there's ways though where you can double up. Uh, I'd have to I always get it mixed up, but it's like if I bet against the Broncos and they are favored and they don't cover, they win the game and I get paid. great that's that's the way to go. but if you want to go straight up money line, I've done it before i i I couldn't stand the Lakers hated them. I bet, on. I bet on, I bet them to um, win every time. I'm like, I'm just gonna bet them to win. If they're gonna win, I'm gonna get paid for it. Yeah. Uh, I bet against the Braves. I called it insurance. I put $200 in Game Six, Braves Dodgers. I put 200 bucks in. That's 200 bucks I ever
1: spent last year. Best $200 I ever spent. So yeah, go for it, Garth. <laughs> and uh, I think at Sports uh, Sports Illustrated Money Book, there they had the line at one and a half. I nope. I'd probably be taking the Titans with it one and a half yeah, sportsbook.com one and a half. But, uh, that's, that's pretty shocking to me. Um, Keone coming in, talking about Hawaii a little bit ago. Aloha guys. Thanks for everything you do. God blessed. Hashtag Denver Broncos for life. Hashtag let's ride. Good to see you. Um, again, shout out to Patrick for the coffee. Um, Joe Brewer coming in It's kind of giving us the Oh, he's talking about the other Simmons um, saying Joe um, coming in and saying, if Simmons is one of the strongest in the NFL on defensive line, good thing Cush isn't at center then. Yeah, uh, he's, <laughs> it might be a good thing. We'll see how it works out. It was a very small sample size. The offense did look better with uh, Glass, uh, Glasgow taking over the center spot. But you know me, I uh, said it from the beginning. want to have the larger sample size now to kind of um, eat it up, understand what it looks like. And Glasgow looked better, but just, what was it? Two quarters, uh, two quarters and like a, a five minutes. And I know who to prepare against
2: as a defense, as a Mm -hmm. defense, I know, okay, he lacks mobility. How do I attack that? Um, You know, you can, you can make adjustments on the fly. Um, But again, you know, I kind of made a snide comment last night about the mobility, you know, in the chat, I'm like, you know, a a reserve safety has better mobility too, but it doesn't matter if you're getting whipped at the point of attack. It just, it doesn't matter matter i don't care if you can get out to the second level if you can't hold your own at the first level so again uh that's where it will yeah you're not going to be you're not going to be out there getting second level blocks as well but so what you know again you're you're getting whipped at the first level which is nine out of ten plays so uh, in, in, in all passing plays,
1: <laughs> yeah, so I, I, it will help. I think it'll be better. How much better? We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. True. Uh, David Mecklerath coming in a f- long time friend, uh, over met on Facebook way before I joined uh, mile high huddle. So, uh, good to see you, David saying good evening, Broncos country, Nick and Scott hashtag Broncos for life. Hashtag MHH for life. Good to see you, David. Hope you're doing well. Uh, we also got, uh, Mike bat-, bat coming in, uh, keeping it short today saying, uh, did you guys know that Aaron Rodgers has lost five games in a row? Yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying the Packers uh, demise. Don't let my sister or my brother-in-law hear that because they're Mm. Packer fans that grew up with a lot of Packer fans in East Iowa, but uh, I'm ready for some new blood in the NFC North and also Aaron Rodgers starting to be a little bit annoying this offseason taking a little bit of heat now off Russell Wilson for how bad the Patrick uh, the Packers have been. I'm here for it. Uh, I do not weep for Aaron Rodgers.
2: There were two teams one in the AFC and one in the NFC that I was very very skeptical skeptical about all the hype. One of them is living up to that hype. Nick, do you remember if we go back the dolphins, the dolphins, the dolphins and in the NFC, it was the Packers. It was the Packers. You know, I'm like how you can't, you can't just rely on. I'm going to strip this team down and Aaron Rodgers is going to have to do everything that just it's worked for most of his career. But again, he hasn't been by himself, not to this extent, Um, you know, where he just doesn't have much help. Okay. They've got a great defense. That's fine. But, It's not good enough on offense. What is good enough is Gary Leeds Palmer coming in that, that, that burnt orange. I wore burnt orange and Navy blue just for you tonight. GLP says, Hey, Nick and Scott. Thanks for sharing with us. Fans love Broncos country. Go Broncos. Um, the yes, the Broncos, um, Gary, thanks for coming in, man. Appreciate everything you do for the show. Hope, hope things are well for you.
1: Yeah absolutely it's good to see you gary we appreciate you coming in via youtube uh i know facebook's been kind of having some issues with you but uh, we really do appreciate you and let's get into this a little bit Uh, unfortunately some broncos news today uh let's first start with the injury report here uh two players uh showing up for the broncos on the injury report on wednesday which is always i I love wednesdays because I get to do the show with luke and hang out with you guys and everything like that but That's when the injury report first comes out, and it's always it's just been a real bummer uh, covering the Broncos this season with the injuries coming out of the injury report. But uh, Justin Simmons uh, comes out on the injury report today with a knee injury. He's held out of practice. Uh, So that's major red flag number one. Caden Stern's already on the injured reserve list. You're out there with Kareem Jackson, who's looked three steps slower uh, this season, unfortunately. And P.J. Locke's been okay, uh, but he's not really the most physical presence at the safety position, which you're going to need. Uh, this week with Derrick Henry. So a little bit uh, concerned about that. Uh, the other injury that popped up today that was new, unfortunately, uh, and he was limited in practice, so it's not held out. But K.J. Hamler, ugh, hamstring. God, I'm grimacing even thinking about it because that that plagued him. He almost lost his entire rookie season with a hamstring issue. Uh, he suffered, it, I think, training for the combine, and now it's there again. Uh, so K.J. Hamler, hamstring, limited, not held out. Uh, the final injury report here, our news, I guess, two. Baron Browning's day-to-day he was held out today. There's a chance he goes uh, this week against the Titans. It would be great if we could have him. Randy Gregory is considered day-to-day as well, but far less likely to play mm-hmm. uh, this week than uh, Baron
2: Browning. They're still talking as we're trying to get him ready, not as in, yeah, he's close. There's there, the, the reading between the lines does not sound good on Tom Compton or uh, Randy Gregory as far mm-hmm. as Tom being Compton. ready to play. Now, Nick, I, I heard you mention Kareem Jackson. How would you assess his play on the year? You know, if you were to say, yeah, Kareem Jackson has been
1: X. How's he How's he been this year? League average. Uh, just kind of a body back there. He's come down, done some big hits. He had a good game, I think, against the 49ers. Uh, but seems like a pretty replaceable player uh, for the Broncos right now. And it's been unfortunate we have not had the ability to have Justin Simmons and Caden Stearns healthy at the same time because I'd be curious what that duo would look like starting with Kareem Jackson being that first safety off the bench so the other news to come out today
3: another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where Bank of America can help for your financial to-dos Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals
2: And I quote Nathaniel Hackett. We named Kareem Jackson as our full-time defensive captain. He's a guy that has played a lot of games, been around the league for a long time. Personally, I have so much respect for him. Our team does. He's one of the leaders of our team. He'll be our full-time captain for the defense moving forward. We talk about accountability, Nick. Um, What kind of message do you think this sends to the rest of the team when a guy who is probably been underperforming does it does it matter or is it more about you know the straight leadership on there um and he's got the respect of his teammates I just respect kind of goes with your level of play as your play starts to dip the respect level starts to dip and he Damn. hasn't been playing that great
1: this year it seemed like kind of a little bit of a strange move for me Nick it makes sense from an intensity uh, perspective and the void of, by Bradley Chubb. Now he's not. You can just follow the money there on the contract. He's not an elite player. He's not getting paid like an elite player. But Cream Jackson's been in this league for a long time, and he is an intense son of a gun. Like I'm, a, even One a of the reason either. I like him. I pine yeah. for him. Is like you know, we we said last year that this team quit
2: on Vic Fangio. They were mailing it in, running out the ground ball, whatever cliche you want to use. But I never doubted Cream Jackson's effort. I never doubted that he wanted to be out there and win the game. He was sacrificing his body basically on every play. You know, yes. it's like dude, you're you're you can't last like this. Um, so I'm I'm okay with it. It's just, you know, when we start talking about okay, replaceable players, you know, all the adjectives you just used about him was step slow, replaceable. Was hoping it was gonna be somebody else. Team captain. Out of the four things I just said, which one doesn't fit? You know, so it was it's it's a little odd, a little bit odd for me.
1: Yeah, I think it's probably more to do with the dynamics in the locker room and in the defensive team meetings and whatnot, because I think he does have the ear of, you know, Patrick Sertan, Justin Simmons. Those are guys that probably point to him as much as anybody. Uh, So if your best players are pointing to him as a leader, then it's fine, even if he has taken a step, uh, gotten a step slower, like J.J. Watts, not really a great player anymore, but I have no issue with him. Granted cream. Jackson's not JJ watt, but uh, you know, even if you do slow down a bit, there is something to be said about the type of person Mm -hmm. and uh, the dynamics in the locker room and in the meeting. So, um, we'll see how it plays. I mean, the Broncos are going to need him to make some big plays this week. So uh, hopefully he has a big game. Uh, we got chastity coming in here saying if the coaches do their jobs, they can limit Simmons damage. Uh, talking again, uh, Jeffrey Simmons, not Justin Simmons. Almost wish they're on the same team. Cause they have to figure out how to fit Jay Simmons on the Jersey. Maybe they have the whole Jeffrey Simmons on there. But uh, I said, I saw the chiefs get a bit extra and double him and then added a third when they dropped him. Then the scuffle ensured uh, ensued. Yeah. Jeffrey Simmons is a monster. Uh, he's incredible. And that was against the chiefs interior offensive line that has, is Joe Thune back? I don't even remember. Don't even remember if he was playing or not. He did. get. I I
2: think world war two is coming over my head here. So I'm going to mute my phone. (laughs) I'm going to mute this real quick. My whole
1: house is shaking from the helicopter going over my house. Uh, Well, anyway, Joe Thune left guard for the chiefs. I think he was back. Creed Humphrey might be one of the best centers in football. And then you got Trey Smith who just got abused by Jeffrey Simmons in this game. It was bad. Uh, So the Broncos got to figure out ways to limit him as they can. The issue is he just kind of makes it so like you're what's the Broncos most used run game uh, run run design so far this season. I I don't know. Duck (laughs) inside zone Uh, inside zone has been their most utilized run play and inside zone or any sort of ISO play is probably out the window. Uh, with Glasgow Reisner against Jeffrey Simmons. You're going to have to figure out how to be. You're going to need to be creative with your run game while also protecting Russell Wilson. So it's a it's a tough spot uh, for this Broncos offense. But
2: Chastity's right. Chasity's Chastity, right in saying, you know, they went a little bit extra on him. Yeah, he's going to command a double team every time. And the, his running mate next to him isn't all that good. He's probably hard to move. So, you know, I would imagine, because he is big, he is wide, he is slow. uh, Perfect 3-4 guy. So, uh, yes, you're going to have to get a little creative on him. And, uh, you know, Glasgow, you know what? Glasgow Miners, this is a guy that's Miners is perfect for. You know, when we think of all the reasons why you want Quinn Miners in the lineup, it's to go against a guy like Simmons. Not some finesse guy. I mean, Simmons has all that. That's why he's so good. He's everything but
1: right
2: if I'm going, okay, some of y'all are old enough to remember a guy named Jumpy Gathers. He had a move. It was called the forklift. He was, there's, there's freaks across the NFL. I mean, without a doubt, but then there's still some of these guys that are a different level of just unbelievable. Some of these strongman competitions, the stuff that the human being can do, he would take 300 pound guys and forklift them. he would get underneath them and lift them straight up in the air and toss them back. That's the way you describe Jeffrey Simmons. He sounds like a a jumpy gathers with athleticism um, with even more athleticism. Um, Quinn Miners, he's built for that. He's built to take somebody like that on Reisner. Forget it. Forget it. If he's lined up over there, it's a double team. Every time if he's lined up on the right side, it's a double team. Every time the Broncos left side,
1: every time. Yeah. Uh, Michael Ranquillo coming in saying, good evening, Nick and Scott on the Mile High Insiders. Go Broncos. Good to see you, Michael. Always a fan of you joining us today. Always appreciate the kind words on uh, Twitter after the shows. Uh, we got Benjamin Flores saying, howdy, man. Good to see you. I also saw our guy Lawrence saying he gets paid tomorrow. There it is. Uh, what's up, guys? Waiting for the payday tomorrow. Well, I get that. It's all good. Uh, no worries there. You're always super supportive of the show, and we appreciate that. Uh, circling back to the injuries here. Which of these guys do you do you think the Broncos need the most to play on Sunday? So you have Baron Browning, uh, Kareem Jackson and Justin Simmons.
2: Oh man, that's a that's a good question. Kareem Jackson, uh, Justin Simmons is the least for me,
1: even though Baron you're out Browning, with, even though Justin you're without. Simmons and who? KJ Hamler. And Hamler.
2: Oh, that's a that's a good question. Um you need them all. God, that's, that's probably, the reality. You may end up needing Justin Simmons the most for the the one in the middle of the defense. Um if it was and if if it was I need somebody up the spine of my team more. I don't know. That said, the edge, you know, Derrick Henry taking that quick um stretch play is filthy. So maybe Baron Browning setting an edge, um, which isn't exactly his absolute strong suit. We're talking about an inside linebacker who's playing edge, not necessarily a 260-pound defensive end playing edge. Yeah. That's tough. I mean, you'd like it to be Hamler, but it's not.
1: Um, I, I'm going to go Hamler. Yeah, I think but you need not. all the offense. You, you need every single bit of offense you can. Kendall, well, Kendall Hinton? If if Hamler wasn't there, I'll see. What's he have, four catches this season? Six? Six? But each it of them is like for 50 yards. Yeah, yeah, probably be. not. It yeah. can't be a
2: guy that hasn't played. It cannot
1: be. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. I've got... I mean, loved, Hamler, like what I said,
2: you'd love for it to be. Yeah. You know, you'd love for it to go, okay, Hamler was back and he was playing and he finally broke out. Eight catches for 120 yards and two touchdowns. Well, I mean, I remember... I only remember two catches. So I'm going to
1: say it's probably like six. I think he has about eight. Uh, But But, uh, I think his yards per reception is probably over 30 yards. Um, So he's a uh, big play receiver. And uh, also how they were playing games with uh, Hamler and Dulcich.
2: In this offense, so he's a busted play receiver. He's not necessarily a big play receiver. And it doesn't have to be, oh, this stupid thing just locked up. Did it kill my whole browser? All of this, the... Pro football reference has gone bananas on their ads. It's I'm going to have to do a, a blocker or something. He's got seven catches for 165 yards in nine games. Yeah, it can't be, you're right. It can't, it be, can't be KJ Hamler. He hasn't
1: done anything. Yeah, he hasn't proven that he needs to be in that conversation. Yeah, you're right. <sighs> this is the off. Op- it's just the offense can't take <laughs> even losing that. It feels like they I, can't know, take I know. I, I
2: know exactly yeah. what you mean. The skill set that he brings and his ability to do this but he hasn't done it. It's yeah. all hopes and dreams at this point. You yeah. know, you know what you're getting from Justin Simmons. You know what you got from Baron Browning. We've seen it. I know what I'm getting from KJ Hamler right now and it's it's a frustrated wide receiver who's not getting targeted. That's what we're yeah. getting.
1: And that's the other thing too. KJ Hamler going back and watching the games, he's been open a lot. Um he's been it's I don't think a lot of him his lack of production is more to the distributor uh, than the receiver, right? But uh, we'll leave that one. Which uh, is for- another
2: reason why you can't take KJ. I mean, yeah, KJ yeah. Hamler looks healthy. I would love for the answer to be KJ Hamler. I'd I'd love for it to be.
1: Yeah. Well, unfortunate. You kind of talked me off that one. I just this offense is so <laughs> anemic that it hurts to even lose anything more. But uh, Glenda Lee coming in, he's uh, coming in, saying, "Funny to see you two So frustrated, on so many levels. It's because we love our Broncos unconditionally." Yeah, I mean, it's it's been a frustrating season, um, but. Still got half the season to go and a lot of things that can happen uh, still. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but right now, the Broncos are definitely up uh, back against the wall. We'll find out what they're made of and uh, how tough they are and how much they want to play for their coach. Uh, that's another one as well. I'm talking about wanting to play for the Broncos. Uh, first, we got Glenn Hare coming in saying, "Evening guys, I'm transitioning you on yeah, this perfect. one. Perfect. Uh, what's with the Draymond Jones news? He probably should have gotten the team captain nomination they typically go with veteran players for those kind of things. And they didn't give it to Patrick Sertan, right? So what's Draymond in
2: year four though?
1: Year four, but I even more veteran uh, than that, or somebody who's gotten that big contract. So I would not be shocked at all. If Draymond gets it uh, next season or whatever, Uh, but Draymond Jones, Um, Scott, do you want me to pull up that sound clip or do you have it?
0: This is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer. He hears things differently to the untrained ear. Everything on his shop floor might sound fine but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows granger has got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
2: Uh, I'm not sure if, if I can play it on here um, is the problem. I can't share it through this. It would just be through my speakers.
1: Well, let me try real quick. Um, okay. So while I'm working on this, you give me a <laughs> little heads up. What's uh, what's up with Draymond Jones? So Draymond Jones was being
2: interviewed and basically said, "Uh, you know, uh, it, it is a little shocking. That's the business. We know it is. When a guy like Chubb goes, it means anybody can go. Uh, he finished it. You know, do you want to be here? He says, I'm here now. Um, anybody else? And I'd read a little bit more into this. That's, that's Draymond Jones i mean he's Mm -hmm. he's uh who does batista play in in the avengers you know he's very literal um oh yes Uh, it's it's, it's, it's almost like autistic yeah (laughs) you know i just i i put up i pulled up i i I was watching earlier said did you have trouble uh getting after russell wilson no uh how come because i'm good at football it's just, he's he's very, very dry. He's very, very direct,
1: very, very literal. Drax, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Drax, there it is. Thank you so much. And uh, let me know if this works for you guys I'm playing. This is from Andrew Mason, a friend of mine, friend of the show. And uh, let's hear if you can hear it. I don't know, maybe. I mean, it happened. I lot of you lose a player like that. I mean, the money's going to open up. The money going to open up. You lose anybody on the contract. So, I mean, it is what it is with that.
0: George said, called you a player.
1: Um, I view my standing with the franchise as this is a Drake one to year four. That's all I can say.
2: I'm here right now. now Do you, you want to be I'm, here? I'm here right now. That's, that's Draymond. I mean, you can read into it. But one of the reasons why he's not a captain is because he's he he is that guy. He He, he, it's, he would strike me as kind of a lone wolf on a team, you know, who cracks everybody up but isn't really close with anybody. Friendly, but not friends. Um, yeah. just very, very direct, very literal, very dry. I wouldn't read too much into that. You give the man you, you give the man a good contract, he's likely, likely to sign it.
1: and my understanding with Draymond Jones is that he is, and God bless him for this. I have no issue with that. He's trying to secure the bag. He wants to get paid as much as he can, and he doesn't care where it is. uh, Doesn't have loyalty to to the Broncos. And really, I mean, why would he? All the players, I mean, Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, friends of his getting traded off. The team's been bad. Uh, So show me the money uh, is what it's going to come down to for Draymond Jones. Uh, I do think that, you know, maybe he is a little bit somewhat in his feelings about where this team is again, you know, trading off players and like, you know, heck, could have been me. Uh, But I think the Broncos, the fact that Draymond Jones was never even Murmured as a rumor it makes me think that they do prioritize retaining him and they will work something out. That said, it's something we talked a lot during the trade deadline speculation, Scott. Even though it's what three million dollars difference, two million dollars difference, that interior defensive line tag is cheaper uh, than the mm-hmm. edge rusher. And my understanding is it is, it is a tool that the Broncos would have no issue using if they are far apart from uh, Draymond's agents demands.
2: Not only is it a little cheaper, it's also harder to find an interior alignment and get pressure on the quarterback than it is an edge. That's the edges job. That's like saying, you know, I don't know. I was going to use a soccer reference. I don't want to, but I'm just saying it's, the edge's job is to get after the quarterback. It's like saying the receiver is, you know, oh, well, he, he catches touchdowns. Well, they all catch touchdowns. What they're supposed to do. Some are better than others, and they get paid more than others. Um, but, you know, if I've got a running back who's also a spectacular receiver, that's a bonus. His his ability is rare. It it really is. Most interior linemen, especially, especially when we harp on this all the time, especially in a 3-4. If you're playing now, they they'll change it up some, but especially in a three four, it's an SOB position. Your job yeah. is to hold down two offensive linemen and let the four in the three four, your two edge guys, two inside linebackers, one penny front, whatever, those guys get all the glory. It's it's a it's an SOB job. And that yeah. he's gonna knock on the door double digit sacks from that is spectacular,
1: and it's going to get him paid. He will get paid for oh, yeah. sure. Uh, Mike Vrabel today uh, talking about Draymond Jones uh, saying that he's one of the best uh, interior defensive linemen in football uh, right now. That might've even said he's the best or uh, right up there. So really a lot of praise for him. Um, I like to be sounding smart sometimes as I fumble the sentence there, but uh, been big on the Draymond Jones bandwagon here for a number of years and glad to see he's finally getting his flowers because anybody who pops on the all 22 needed some work in the run game. Vic Fangio, you know, said that as well. Uh, And, but as a pass rusher on the interior defensive line i mean one of the better ones in the game right now so uh he's not aaron donald but that's okay i there's only as todd says here there's only one aaron donald that's true uh garth Knight coming in 10% Do- more than the next guy yeah i mean his he's an alien <laughs> he's like 32 million and the next in defensive linemen is like 20 yeah i trying to even like explain it like how far away aaron donald's different than anybody else <laughs> it's like well this our uh, gravitational pull yeah
2: i like to... appreciate you coming in Garth. It says scott nick the chat is hitting hard on number three's extension i noticed that garth yeah on the extension given russell wilson usually a player will get re-upped with one year remaining which might have been the right path considering the results your thoughts um i saw i think it was jeff had the comment you don't you don't extend somebody uh before they play a snap that that's not necessarily true you don't give a you don't trade five picks for a guy with one year left on his contract without already having an extension in the bag what the miami dolphins just did yeah. they 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 now it's risky given all that money and stuff but you're not going to trade all that for a one-year rental two years on the deal changed things it changed mm-hmm. things for me it gave you a little bit more of a runway where if it was you you can't give all that and you get nothing back for it in a year a one-year rental but two years made a difference for me and I was fairly adamant about let's have a little honeymoon period. Let's, let's let that wear off. Let's see what happens. You've got time. If this gets, if this gets into the last year of the deal, so be it, you've got plenty of money. So you might save on a $250 million deal. You might've paid 275. So what across a quarterback's deal, an extra five, $4 million isn't that much when you're talking 50, $50 million quarterbacks. So what? You know what's expensive? Missing. Missing is expensive. Paying 50 instead of 45 on a guy that you want isn't expensive. Paying 50 for a guy you don't want is expensive. So, yes, I was, for Russell's sake, who's signing the rest of his career away, for the Broncos' sake, who are committing four or five years to one guy, I wanted to
1: have a little bit of a honeymoon period. I was okay with him waiting for a year. Yeah, I was okay with it getting it done uh, just because I didn't want it to be a distraction. And also the contracts that are going to come this offseason for Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert are going to reset. What was 20 that? 20-something guys. Yeah. You know, guys that are 25 or 26, not 34. This are still going to be brought to the table and be negotiated and going to change what the market looks like. And maybe now Tua as well. But uh, it's... Uh, Obviously, in hindsight, does not look very good, but it is what it is. The Broncos are married to Russell Wilson for the next three and a half seasons, still. So,
2: yeah, and and if 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 that was what I was saying all along, if I miss on something, I'll tell you I missed. You know, it's okay. The only way the only way you're not going to be wrong is to not try and predict the future. You know, yeah. so um, th- that we're going to be wrong plenty. This was one I said for both of your sakes, not just for the Broncos, but for Russell Wilson's sake you know, find out that you want to be here before you commit the rest of your career to this franchise, because that's, that's what he did for the most part. Uh, Phil McLaughlin coming back in with some stars going back to the, uh, which of the players do you not want to miss? He says, uh, Judy Dulcich and Sutton. Uh, Also, he would take Browning um, out of those three, because those are the three that were on the injury report. Um, Looking at those guys. Now that said, Cameron Fleming quad, it did not participate either. He might be my answer. Yeah. <laughs> Which guy do I not want to
1: miss? Cam Fleming. God, that just leaves such. It feels like I'm soap in my mouth, having to say that. But what did we say?
2: When you said at the beginning of the year. Who are the Who are the guys other than Russell Wilson that you can't afford to lose? And in essence, we're expecting competency out of Russell Wilson. In In a sense, you've lost Russell Wilson this year. You didn't. You don't have him, and you see the results. The second guy for me was, was a tackle was Garrett Bowles was, was Garrett Bowles is a guy that you could least afford because there wasn't that much behind him. Well, Fleming's been okay. He's been NFL quality. If he goes down,
1: then what? At tackle. Then it gets a little scary. And to be fair, Calvin Anderson had a pretty good game against the Jags. Uh, They did did not run to his side, didn't have much success doing that. It's going to be harder for him in this game, maybe not in the pass rush department, but in the run, uh, run blocking department. So we'll see. My answer was Patrick Sertan to that one. Uh, he's the straw that serves the drink for what the Broncos do entirely on the uh, defensive side of the ball. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, don't lose Patrick Sertan, but uh keeping it going here, we got Andrew Lampy coming in here saying, hello, hope everyone had a wonderful hump day. Is today Wednesday? I don't even know. I've, my days are all mixed up. I think it is Wednesday. Scott, is it the morning? Like, what's, what's going on? Yeah, it's not like Thursday all week for me. I think the, the baseball schedule, my son threw me off. They
2: went to bracket play on a Saturday night and got eliminated. Bracket play is always Sunday. It's always Sunday. So Saturday, I got thrown off, but yes, happy hump day. That means we got football tomorrow. Falcons at Panthers, the battle of I-85 and Two powerhouses of the SEC, the, the, uh,
1: what, what division is it? I'm
2: blowing it. NFC South.
1: Yeah. NFC South. Uh, well, thanks for
2: the stars, Andrew. Appreciate you being here and the well wishes for everyone as well. And a lot of you, depending on where you're watching, have some hump day left. Mine's about yeah. over. Mine's yeah. about over mine. Mine's coming down, uh, coming to a uh, winding up here.
1: And we got Colin Woods talking about starting to wind up the show here saying, I don't know. Uh, if we'd gotten Rodgers, if things would be any better. I think things would be worse if you had gotten Rodgers. I know that it's kind of the somewhat of everybody clowning Russell Wilson for being corny, but I think the stuff with uh, Aaron Rodgers and management and his teammates is concerning. I also think there's a chance that Aaron Rodgers could call it quits at any moment. I think that Russell Wilson's going to fight back and try to salvage things here. And you probably would have had to given up more draft picks and uh, paid a bigger contract to keep or pay or bring in Aaron Rodgers. So uh, both of them have been disappointing. Uh, I think that Russell Wilson has more offensive personnel help uh, than Rodgers has right now, given their wide receiver issues, but uh, you paid less and uh, that's, (laughs) you never want the argument to be, which one is the better one to have the one you paid less for. Um, But uh, that's probably what it is right now with Rodgers and Wilson.
2: Yeah. I mean, going back in, in hindsight, you know, the hindsight says the Broncos would be better off if they hadn't made this trade and signed this contract probably right now that's the way it looks for sure without a doubt but at the time again admit not afraid to say when i was right admit this seemed this looked like a good move you know mm-hmm. getting russell wilson you were getting a massive upgrade at quarterback eight-time pro bowler nine times somewhere in that in that still relatively young several years younger than aaron Rodgers. probably didn't cost you as much in in draft capital uh even though it was still a lot to give up it was a like I said there was there's some folks all around that said that it was fleecing the Seattle Seahawks mm, I never felt that way that was a good deal for the Seahawks um got two years on his contract 33 years old and wanted out that's a good deal um but yes I think trying to re- regrade back I think I still think Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback than I mean he's back to back MVP's was it yeah you know, he, he was a better quarterback than Russell Wilson. That that's not still going Wilson. out on a limb. Yeah. Um, But the deal for Denver, I think was better at the time. I would still say that was the right deal to make at the time.
1: Yeah. hundred percent. And I saw a comment in here earlier talking about the NFL draft. Somebody said that the Broncos should take offensive tackle and safety and linebacker. Uh, we talked about it a bit, Scott, but I mean, God, we're going to be, full steam ahead uh, to the, uh, the content right now in the draft season with the Broncos getting a first round pick. Thank you. 49ers via Miami or Miami via the 49ers. But uh, right now, I think from what I've gathered, you should be really, really looking into uh, the offensive tackles. It does seem like Broncos really would like an offensive tackle, probably not enough to trade up into the top 10 to get one or something like that, but it seems to be a good tackle class coming up. The one position though, that I feel like you should not sleep on still is wide receiver. Uh, the Bronco. I think George Payton, after the Bradley Chubb interview happened, he talked about we needed to put ourselves in position to get better on offense. And that doesn't mean they're going to take an offensive player for sure. Trading Chubb means that you have an extra $20 million that can be spent on the offense now compared to paying Chubb, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, wide receiver is another position as well that you want to check out. What do you think about the linebacker and safety spot there though? Scott, is that one that's kind of over your head right now? or is I think I think linebackers.
2: Okay. You know, uh, as far as where you are, you, you might need to re-sign some guys or whatnot, but I, I don't think it's a, a dire need. Um, again, first round, I want a premium position to maximize my contract value. Mm-hmm. Um, I can get inside linebackers for cheap. You know, I can hit the free agent market and, and get them for cheap. I can find good ones in the, in the later rounds. Same thing for me with interior alignment. Now you, you've heard me harp on interior alignment for six weeks now. I know. Scott enough. Your that horse is beaten. You got it. I know. Well, why wouldn't you go that way? Cause I don't need to go in the first round for, for a guard or a center. I can go second, third, fourth and get quality at those positions. So in the first round, you know, if I really like a guy on down the line, sure. I I'd, I'd like an inside linebacker or safety, but yeah. they're not, they're not high on my list of
1: needs right now for how do I make this team better right now? Yep. 100%. I'm, uh, I'm with you as well. Uh, I feel the same way. Maybe even more so. I think safety is more valuable uh, than that linebacker spot. But uh, unf- where the Broncos are at, not unfortunately. You have Caden Stearns, Justin Simmons. You feel okay about that next season. Uh, we got Denver Luke one coming in saying, good evening, Nick and Scott. This is Luke Wright from YouTube. Well, good to see you over on Twitch. Uh thank you so much for joining us today and we appreciate you. Shout out to our Twitch guys. We got Steve Lazuski coming in saying hi. Good to see you, Steve. That's a it's a cute doggo you got there. I can't tell if it's a golden retrievers or not. Uh, but uh cute. Oh, cute that's a big golden. It looks like a big golden. Looks like my buddy there. Um, I also saw that uh Kayleon Green was in the house too saying yo, I, where'd that go? I wanted to shout out to Kayleon. Uh don't see if I see a Kayleon, oh, there you are. Boom, Kaylon Green, yo, always coming in supporting us. <laughs> Good to see you, Kaylon. And uh, of course, we got Naj coming in twenty dollars, flashing orange, nineteen ninety nine, saying, "I still believe Wilson will be one of the greater pickups in Bronco history." Hell yes, that's a little bit of too doom and gloom in here. We need this injected in our veins. Uh, he's been destroyed over an eight game snapshot. The number of people who have come after him is unlike anything I've ever seen. I think he will respond. The only time I can ever remember people coming at a quarterback this strongly for being bad or washed or done was the last season of Tom Brady in the new in New England in the Patriots. A lot of people were dancing, you know, thank God this guy's over. Like going to be great. Uh, everything wins. Um But uh then Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay, reinvented himself and uh, still playing pretty darn good football. So definitely, I don't think we should be. We're not writing the final chapter on Russell Wilson right now. Uh And I think it will get better. It happens with
2: a lot of them, honestly. You know, I mean, there's especially in the media there's envy of professional athletes um it was never more evident than during lockdown and during the the that type of thing that the people doing the writing don't necessarily like the people they're covering (laughs) um so when they start to slip there's a little haha you're becoming human like the rest of us moments um so it, it does. It happens with a lot of them. I, I you know, the, it's it's overused, but, you know, uh, Harvey Dent saying, you know, okay, so you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. That's kind of where it goes. There's very few that walk out of there on top. Very few. And the Broncos have been fortunate enough to see it happen. It yeah. doesn't happen. No. You've seen it happen. doesn't happen anywhere else. Everybody else hangs on for one season too long, maybe more. Yeah. And think Brett Favre, you know, Brett Favre was getting dragged the last couple seasons of his career. Um, I could go on and on and on about that, about guys hanging on one too long. So uh, Naj, I want to see Russell Wilson be the best version of himself for him, for you, for everybody. He's young. He can still be there for sure. Um, a big start would be not having defensive linemen and I won't even say defensive lineman. would not be having to take snaps out of the shotgun with his center in his lap. There's a start. If we can fix that, then let's see where we can go from there until that could fix. Nothing else matters.
1: Yeah. And this is going to be, we still got again, half a season to play out, but uh, it's going to be a long off season of football philosophy and team building talk how to maximize Russell Wilson, because before all the conversation was how we can build an a nest or infrastructure around a quarterback that we can plant in here. And once we have that quarterback, we'll be good to go. Obviously uh, things kind of fell apart here with this offensive line, losing Mike Munchak offensive line, took a big step back. The weapons have not lived up to the hype either. You you lost your, maybe your most valuable offensive player this season and Javante Williams and a single season sample size, a running back can be that valuable. Uh, but um it's where we are right now, and it's going to be an interesting offseason to try to figure this out because you're married to Russell Wilson for at least the next two and a half seasons. Maybe there's a situation where he's so bad there's a buyout, but you're probably you're probably talking about 2026 as the soonest you could probably get out.
2: Yeah, Todd gets the the Drax and Harvey Dent tonight. Um I, I was walking around thinking I'm like two of my favorite characters. It's they're everybody's favorite characters. Uh, you know, this isn't exactly earth shattering but like that weren't the main characters where I, I get i actually get a little sad watching heath ledger's joker it's like it was so fantastic and to know that that was it, it's just it's sad and then uh you know um doc Holliday, of course just you know iconic characters that weren't the leads but stole the show um but yeah drax and harvey Denton tonight we can keep going on movies for sure we had an entire episode the other night of television shows <laughs> was that Monday with Chad and Zach as they were breaking down the
1: Sopranos? I think so. Great show, uh, man. We'll, we'll get into that. We'll save that a little bit for the off season, but uh, guys, we're going to be back live again tomorrow morning. So I'm going to give Scott a chance to uh, to rest his voice here. If you guys are curious about our breakdown of the Titans, uh, we will do that a little bit, but the last thing i to talk about here before we get out uh, some news on the Titans side of things, uh, Traylon Burks has been activated the first round pick. Uh, from Arkansas uh, for the Titans. He should be back this week. He's been a little bit erratic uh, in his career to date. Granted, he's a rookie wide receiver, but uh, Traylon Burke should come back and help a Titans offense that is desperate for some playmaking on the boundary. Now, they traded A.J. Brown, who looks like a world beater for the Eagles. They, seems like philosophically, the Titans are zigging while other teams are zagging as far as the value of the wide receiver uh, and saying, you know what, we can find one and plug him in still use the first round pick, but not paying him big money. So uh, Traylon Burks, any thoughts on that? Uh, Scott, how much did you check out uh, Traylon Burks in the draft process?
2: Uh, a little bit knowing that he was not a pure wide receiver. Oh, we're looking for the next Debo. We're looking for the next Cordell Patterson. He's he's not quite there yet. When, you know, people were talking about him being super freaky. No, he's not. He, he wasn't, he wasn't, he didn't test that way. Did he come in out of shape or whatnot, but he wasn't, and he fell in the draft because of it um watching this offense it, you look at the box score and it's like eesh and then you watch the game it was worse it was worse than that so malik willis was 5 of 16 for 80 yards in the first in in in, in the game okay that's awful he got 50 yards on his first pass he was 1 for 1 for 50 yards the rest of the game after his first pass he was four for 15 for 30 yards. Are you kidding me? I mean, yeah. you better be Jamel Holloway or Tony Rice running the freaking wishbone for God's sakes. That's horrible. I mean, it it's just, bad. it's just bad. I mean, he is an erratic as hell passer without a doubt. That's why he fell, but that's still bad. I mean, they lined up yeah. Derek Henry in the wildcat. I'm like, okay, let's do that. If I was playing this game, I might do that and switch everything to do an option option. And, and run the bone, for God's sakes.
1: yeah. But and, that,
2: uh, the, the offense, as bad as the passing game is, their defense is that good, and they can run the ball. That's two of three that the Broncos might not necessarily have. Yep. The Broncos are one of three right now.
1: Good defense.
2: They can't run the ball, and they haven't been able to throw the ball effectively. Yeah.
1: Yeah yeah it'll be interesting i mean, what a sick go game it would be uh if uh malik willis does play versus the broncos first one to 14 points wins probably <laughs> um but uh guys it's gonna have to wrap it up for today's show we appreciate you so much a little bit of bad news there on the broncos injury front uh you got justin simmons with the knee injury out today baron browning still working with his way back with the hip and kj hamler uh ending up on the uh Ending up on the top of the injury report too with a hamstring, and Jeff Noyes coming in and saying don't have the picks to use on a wide receiver for the Broncos unless unless you trade one to
2: to get more picks. Yeah, I mean, there you go, Jeff. If if Jerry Judy, who is available, goes for a second round pick, all of a sudden wide receivers on the board. Yeah. Um, So don't don't write it off based on what you see right now. Hamler and Judy could be gone we'll see how the rest of the season plays out with Sutton. If you're coming back with one of those guys and Tim Patrick coming off an injury, wide receiver is absolutely on the
1: table. Yeah. 100%. And they just need more dynamic ability out there, but uh, offensive line priority one, you're picking players though, not generic bodies at position. So got to figure that out. Um, and Tim Patrick coming off a serious injury. So I wouldn't be relying on him so much. It was a, sounds like it was a far more serious injury than uh, what Javante Williams suffered there. As far oh, as yeah, uh,
2: even if he's back, that's yeah. that's, you know, it's, it's a question mark. You know, yeah. I, like I said, he is, he is coming back. Um, we don't know what shape he's going to be in. And you definitely won't know that in April. Yeah. You'll have a trend, but you won't know that in April and you could move some of your wide receivers. So wide receiver is on the table for next year. Very, very possible. Yep. Again, especially when it as much as it costs to 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 try and re-sign or or to add one uh, in free agency a plus wide receiver in free agency yeah. draft them man draft them
1: hundred percent well guys we appreciate you so much uh, we'll Scott and I'll see you again tomorrow morning but if you have any questions for us or want to hit us up on Twitter make sure you're following us there Scott is at Scout Kennedy and I'm at Nick Kendall MHH. Also make sure you guys are following us on our Twitter account at MHI underscore pod. And since Scott's here also at BFB underscore pod mm-hmm. uh, and also follow us at Mile High Huddle. If you haven't done so yet, join our Facebook groups and Facebook community at facebook.com forward slash Mile Huddle and facebook.com forward slash Mile Huddle pod. And as the ticker says there underneath, make sure that you guys subscribe and like and share over on YouTube. Uh, like I said, Scott and I will be live once again tomorrow morning. We're going to dig f- much deeper into that Titans game, probably spent almost the entire day on the Titans now since we had a chance to break down the news from today. Uh but until then, you guys have a great rest of your day. Thanks again to Scott for joining us. Uh, Scott'll be joining us again next Wednesday as Luke has some family obligations. Good for him being a dad. And uh we'll see you guys tomorrow. Choose compassion and kindness. Go Broncos.
0: Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos.